Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Today on an all-new Dr. Phil. You stole from her her childhood. It's gone. Her stepfather convicted of abuse, but... You say your family does not believe you. They've abandoned me for him. What do you do? I feel like you're the only hope that I have left to convince my family that I'm not lying. I need to be protected from him. When the family you love... It has nothing to do with him manipulating me. You're right. It has everything to do with you not being a mother. Calls you a liar. You believed her when she told you at 11. I don't remember her telling me. Why are you lying? No, why are you lying? I don't have pictures of Mother's Day. Mom, why don't you believe me? Let's do it. Is a safe place to talk about hard things. Stand by. We'll count you down. I'm trying to be an emotional compass and point you in the right direction. Five, four. I am not giving up on you. Amanda says that for nearly two decades, she was forced to keep a secret so dark, so disturbing, that when she finally revealed it, her family called her a pathological liar and refused to believe her. So what kind of secret could tear a family apart? Well, from the age of 10 to 25, Amanda says she was molested over 795 times by her stepfather, Earl Nix. Now you'll notice Amanda's identity is obscured because she was a sex crime victim in these newsreel tapes. Take a look. A Van Buren County man is charged with sex crimes after police say he raped a girl for more than a decade. Michigan State Police tell News Channel 3 this man, Earl Nix, repeatedly raped a Decatur woman starting at the age of 10. The suspect is now charged with eight different counts of criminal sexual conduct. All felonies all carry a possible life sentence. The initial investigation started when the alleged victim came forward but then recanted her statement in 2009. It wasn't until recently the now 25-year-old victim went back to police saying she was concerned Nix may go after someone else. Van Buren County man accused of raping a girl over a period of more than a decade will spend decades in prison. Little mercy today shown for this man. Earl, you took a child, a 10-year-old child, for no other reason than your own sexual gratification. In that, you stole from her her childhood. It's gone. I never asked for it. And I deserve to live my life how it was meant to be lived. Despite being sentenced to more than 30 years in prison, Earl Nix to this day maintains his innocence. And many in his family say he's innocent. I would just like to thank my family, my wife, my children, and all my friends um, for their continued support. I lost parts of myself to you I will never have back. Things that were not yours to take and I must live with that for the rest of my life. I am free now. I forgive you. 
Well, despite a jury conviction, Amanda's mother, Dee Dee, and their two other children say Earl Nix is 100% innocent, and Amanda is a vicious, attention-seeking, pathological liar. Amanda says she's shocked that after all she's been through and a guilty verdict from last year's trial, her family still refuses to believe she was ever molested. She says she's ready to come forward today, reveal her identity, and confront her family about what happened to her. Earl Nix repeatedly raped a Decatur woman starting at the age of 10. The abuse started when I was 10 years old. I'd be laying with my dad in bed, in my parents' bedroom, watching TV. My mom would work third shift, and one night he asked me if I knew what sexual parts were. I felt very disgusted, very dirty. From there, he continued to push himself on me. He would coerce me into rubbing against him or grinding on top of him, acting as if we were having sex. I was very confused. I accepted it because I was on one occasion, Earl asked me to come down to his room. He would leave the door cracked and having sex with my mom and he wanted me to watch. I did it because I wanted to please him. By the time I was 11, we were actually having sex. This was happening about four nights a week and the nights my mom would be working. Finally got the courage to tell my mom. She immediately talked to Earl, but he made it seem like we were just cuddling on the couch together. After that, the whole thing was just swept under the rug. As I got older, the abuse continued. I knew that as soon as my mom would walk out the door, my dad would have sex with me. It was very terrifying. By the time I was about 15, I didn't want my mom having sex with him. I was his, I belonged to him. I was extremely brainwashed and manipulated by him at that point. So much so that I felt that I was in love with him. At 11 years old, Amanda says she tried to tell her mother what was going on. But Earl explained it away. He said, look, it was just innocent cuddling on the couch. Then seven years ago, when Amanda was now 18, she tried to tell her family about the abuse. But then she recanted. I became very rebellious. I started acting out because of what was happening to me. I was screaming for attention in very negative ways, and my mom sent me to a counselor. I ended up telling my grandmother and my counselor that my father had been molesting me. Immediately, CPS and the police got involved and they began interviewing my family. But Earl had me very well wrapped around his finger. Earl told me we had a special bond. Nobody would ever come between us. Nobody would ever understand our relationship. And if I told anyone about it, I'd be ripped from my family. My family would be torn apart. I decided to protect my family's happiness and sacrifice my own. I refused to cooperate with the police. I refused to cooperate with CPS. And I refused to comment to them about anything that had happened. They didn't have a victim, so they couldn't have a case, and the investigation eventually was closed. I had been suffering this abuse for 10 years, and for me, it wasn't gonna stop. I had given up my chance to break free. Well, she says when she gave up that chance, her twisted relationship with her stepfather continued on. It lasted through her engagement, her marriage, and even after the birth of her first child. About two months after my daughter was born, I was at my parents' house and my dad asked me to expose myself to him. I knew that I was right back in that place where I started. I was right back there. I just really thought it was over, and it wasn't. Sometime later, I was visiting my parents and my dad and I were in the garage. I just remember being pushed up against this table and my dad is 
doing what he always has done. After that, we started having sex about once a week. It was almost not an option for me to be able to break away from this because I had a husband whose heart would break if his wife told him what had been happening to her. I had a mother that her husband's been doing this to her daughter for 15 years and she's so blind to it that she can't see the truth. There was no option for me. I had to do what I had to do. One of the final straws came when Earl told me that he tried to make the perfect daughter out of me and failed, so he would have to start over with my daughter. A friend of mine and my counselor urged me to call the police. The suspect is now charged with eight different counts of criminal sexual conduct. All felonies all carry a possible life sentence. When I was arrested, it was all very surreal to me. It was all coming to an end, and he was finally getting what he deserved. I was standing on the side of right. My mom, my brother, and my sister weren't, and it just made me feel like they didn't love me. Okay, Amanda, um, I'm glad to meet you. I'm sorry for the circumstance. I wish we were talking about almost anything else. Your family, you say across the board, does not believe you. They don't believe me. Are you a pathological liar? I am not. Have you given them reason to doubt you? I mean, have you lied about other things throughout your life? I mean, I guess when I recanted my statement, that was, that was a little confusing for everybody. And I'm sure that when I was 11, and I told and Earl manipulated the situation and I agreed with him. I mean, I'm sure that's all confusing for them. This began when you were 10 years old. Yes, it did. It was almost um, a year before he actually completed the sex act with you. Yes. It was then when you went to your mother. Yes. What was her first reaction the split second you told her? And she started crying. She hugged me and she said, I'm so sorry this happened to you. So in that split second moment, she did believe you? Yes. And why did you tell her? I knew that I shouldn't have been touched that way and I knew that I shouldn't have been touching my dad in those areas and I, it was very scary for me. It's really hard to be a normal kid and by day and do these things by night and then look at your mother in the face and tell her you love her and try to be a normal daughter when you know that you're sleeping with her husband. So you felt guilty? I did. And were you afraid to tell her that you had been with him? Yeah, I was afraid that she'd be upset with me because I, I touched him too. When the police showed up to the house, I just remember him telling me that he didn't want to go to jail and he was scared. And I said, I'm so sorry, Daddy. I'm so sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll take it back. And later... Why are you lying? No, why are you lying, Amanda? That's what I want to know. Your husband has been having sex with me. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. How did it feel when your mother did believe you and she did say, I'm sorry, that happened to you? Um, it was scary because I, I thought he was going to get in trouble. And I thought that, you know, my family would be completely torn apart. I mean, when you tell something like that, it's pretty... But this is when you're 11. Yes. And so then he's actually coming home at that time, right? Yeah, so shortly after. So this confrontation takes place out in his vehicle in the driveway. Yes. You all, you go out there with your mother? Um, she went out first and then called me out after. Okay. And by the time she called you out there, had he flipped her? Yes. By the time you got out there, he had already convinced her not, not true? Yes. So when you got in the car, what was the attitude? Uh, my mom didn't say anything the entire time we were in the car. My dad basically just started talking and he asked me what made him, me feel uncomfortable. And before I could answer, he kind of answered for me and said, was it the cuddling? You know, cuddling on the couch, is that what made you feel uncomfortable? And I agreed. I said, yeah. And I, I was too afraid to say, no, it was <clears throat> the other stuff. So this continues on. Yeah. Then again, you tell in 09. Yeah. Okay, so you're how old at 09? You're 18. 18. Okay. So you tell again, and does your mother believe you this time? I thought she did. She believes you initially. Yeah. And this is reported. Yes. But then... You do recant. Why did you take back what you said? Because I had the understanding when I told my counselor that this was between her and I. I did not want to pursue charges. I didn't, I didn't want CPS involved. I didn't want my brother and sister to be torn apart from our family. I didn't want my mom to... I didn't want to hurt anyone. And he called me one day when the police showed up to the house and he was running through the backyard towards his parents' house, or his dad's house, and I was on the phone with him, and I just remember him telling me that he didn't want to go to jail, and he was scared, and I, I said, I'm so sorry, Daddy, I'm so sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll take it back, and I, I did. But then, this continued on after you were 18. I love my family. I love my dad in ways that I don't even understand sometimes. And I couldn't do it. I couldn't, I couldn't tell him no. I could not please him. I didn't want to lose my husband. I didn't want to lose my daughter. I didn't, I didn't want to lose my family. I didn't want to disappoint Earl. He was my best friend. And what do you think now as you sit here today? My dad never loved me. I regret that it continued, and I regret that I wasn't strong enough to come forward before because I've hurt my husband. And this is my life now. 
So why come forward now and why choose this place, this time, and me to talk to about it? I feel like you're the only hope that I have left to convince my family that I'm not lying. And I feel like my, my family needs to be protected from him. I would never tell anyone in the world that I slept with my father <clears throat> if I didn't. So you're not lying? I am not lying. If you say this about an innocent man who's rotting away in prison, that is a horrible, despicable, evil thing to do. It kills me that my dad's in prison, but I know that's where he belongs. Well, Amanda's mother, Dee Dee, says she doesn't believe anything her troubled daughter has to say because it's a complete fabrication. Dee Dee says her husband is a great man and her daughter is a pathological liar. My daughter, Amanda, is completely lying about my husband raping or molesting her. I know 150% that nothing like this happened. In 2009, when Amanda accused Earl of molesting her and recanted, she told me herself that she lied. She said she knew we were having difficulties in our marriage. She thought it would make it easier for me to leave and get custody of my other two children. I never told my mom that I made up this molestation story to destroy their marriage. When Amanda went back to the police last year with the same story, a lot of things just weren't adding up. Her dates and times weren't adding up. Places that she said it happened, she said that he tried to lift up her skirt on Mother's Day. She wasn't even wearing a skirt, she was wearing jogging pants. We even had multiple cameras in the garage and outside of the garage where she said a lot of the molestation happened that were hardwired to my TV. So when I hear all of these allegations, it makes it very hard to believe. I am convinced that Amanda did this solely for attention. Amanda has always wanted to write a book. This is a Lifetime movie, and Amanda wrote the script. Okay, you know that's her attitude, right? Yeah. But are you prepared to face her and deal with this and talk about it? Okay. So we're gonna take a break. Could Dee Dee have known something was going on between her husband and her daughter Amanda? Is she being controlled and manipulated even from prison as Amanda claims? I intend to find out. We'll be right back. It has nothing to do with him manipulating me. You're right. It has everything to do with you not being a mother. Your husband has been having sex with me. And later, what if she's telling the truth? And I can oh, understand that. The first page of a book never tells the full story. And those news alerts and headlines, like the ones we get on our phones, don't even scratch the surface of what the story is really all about. Stories are like people, multi-layered and complex. It takes some digging to find the truth, but when we find it, it can change our world. We like to dig. The news on Merritt Street, essential television. We are the real Brady, Brady Bros. Bros. Brady Brothers from the TV show Brady Bunch. I'm Barry Williams. And I'm Christopher Knight. I played Greg. And uh, who were you again? I played Peter. We've decided that we're going to do a podcast around episodes of the Brady Bunch. We're going to use it as a prism to look back to our experience doing the show and why the Brady Bunch is still popular. Have a sunshine day. We are the real Brady, Brady Bros. Bros. 
Ever since Amanda was a child, she's lied about everything. I didn't lie any more than any other kid would lie. I wouldn't just make up random lies all the time. That's insane. When Amanda was 18, she was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. During that time, everyone walked on eggshells in my house. Amanda was out of control. We fixed so many doors, broken windows. She would just start screaming and pulling out her own hair for no reason, run out in the street, lay down to say she's gonna kill herself. I am not bipolar. I was misdiagnosed as being bipolar because I was acting out. I was having sex with my dad. I was living this double life. How's the kid supposed to act? Well, Earl Nix adopted Amanda when she was five years old. 20 years later, he sits behind bars, convicted of six counts of first-degree criminal sexual conduct and two counts of third-degree sexual conduct for what he did to Amanda. Now, her mother, Dee Dee, says it's all lies. He didn't do anything to Amanda, and she joins us now. So I'm, I'm glad you're here. Uh, how do you come to the conclusion that your daughter is lying about this and the man you married is telling the truth? Because I know them both. There were five people that lived in that house. We walked on eggshells. Because your daughter was being molested by your husband. But I don't believe that. And it has nothing to do with him manipulating me. You're right. It has everything to do with you not being a mother. If that's what you feel. Well, you were not the greatest daughter either. Because since I was 10, your husband has been having sex with me. How do you think that I'm supposed to act? Especially when you call me a liar. When okay, you support Okay, if you him. say that, for 14 years he's supposedly been doing this, seven you didn't live in our home, and you initiated and charged him money, I don't understand that. I don't understand a lot of facts to this story. I can pick out things that you've said in your story, and I know that's not true. I know it didn't happen. Really, because you said I was actually wearing jogging pants on Mother's Day. You were. I had a pink and white polka dot dress on, no, you and I didn't. have pictures to prove it. When he was laying down in his bed watching TV and I went to say goodbye to him, he tried to lift it up, and you all were sitting in the living room. No. I went in there by myself. Why are you lying? No, why are you lying, Amanda? That's what I want to know. Okay, well, what I want to know, is there something you know that makes you comfortable in believing that this man did not do this? There's more than one thing, Dr. Phil, and just the amount of time alone. Um, oh, if we take the low number of 795 times, and then you take, calculate all the stuff that has happened in our lives, the surgeries, the, the vacations, the times that she testified herself didn't happen. It would have had to happen over four times a week. And that's just not even something that is a thing. She wasn't even at our house that often. For a period of eight years, she was in the house. The, yes. From 10 to 18. Half. Yes. You believed her when she told you at 11 she didn't tell me at 11. Everybody keeps telling me that she told me when she was 11, and I don't remember her telling me. At the time in, in 09, when she did come to you at that point with the counselor, they talked about this. Complaints were filed. Not followed up on, but filed. You believed her then. 
I was in a state of confusion, but yes, I was standing behind my daughter. Because you made statements. Yes, I did. To Child Protective Services and all at, at that point. I did. You made statements to them. This is their report in their voice. They're saying, mm -hmm. at this time, Dolores, for instance, Didi, mm -hmm. states that she learned the affair started when Amanda was approximately 13 years old. However, she could not confirm this. Another excerpt, Dolores also stated, since Amanda is now 18, she is afraid if Amanda doesn't want to bring the matter to the attention of law enforcement, this matter will be swept under the rug and nothing will happen as far as holding Earl accountable for what he did to her. Now, they attribute those statements to you. Did you make those statements? No, not all of them statements. Yes, I did make some of those statements, but I don't recall saying anything about Amanda bringing it to law enforcement. I was going along with what they were say, telling me I had to do. And I think I remember saying that they told, I said something about, I knew that this would end in a divorce. So clearly this was on your radar in 09. Yes, it was. Absolutely 100% not my radar. Okay. All right. And then... She recanted yes, she did. this report at the time, which you can understand at that point how that would be confusing to your mother. Yes. Because you said it and then you said, well, no, never mind. I'm very angry at the whole situation. Which doesn't sound to me like a rape thing, it sounds to me like a whore. And later. Do not bring you. my grandmother into She's this. She's my mother, and I can bring up anything I want. She'd be ashamed and of you. You're my mother. You are my mother. You do are my mother. Don't abandon me. me. Here's my question Does your belief in Earl go up and down with whether you're liking him or not at the time? No. And does your belief of Amanda go up or down with whether you two are getting along at the time? Do you tend to believe who likes you no. at the time or who you like at the time? No. And I'm not being I know a smartass when I say that. We do have the tendency to believe people that we like and we tend to believe those that like us. Mine That's and Amanda's relationship it. has always been strained. We're not going to sit here and pretend like we were close buddies all the time. Yes, I did crave attention from Amanda because she never let me in. She rebelled on every aspect. If I told her the sky was blue, she was going to tell me it was purple and Mom. be mad about Mom, it. Mom, I rebelled because I... It was so hard. I had to keep you at a distance. And I Mom, can understand that. Me? If you had to recant it in 2009, you because you... Okay, but let me ask you something. What if she's telling the truth? Let's assume that from 10 years old forward, your husband, in your absence, nobody's saying that you fostered, sponsored, endorsed this, mm -hmm. but let's say that from 10 years old, your husband has been going in and raping your daughter. Let's assume that's true. Let's assume that she is a rape victim from the age of 10 at the hands of, of your husband. And that through that process, he, with a position of power and authority over a child, 
has gotten in her head and convinced her that this is okay, you want this, this is a good thing, this is our bond, all of the stuff that rapists and molesters say, mm -hmm. when they groom a victim and get control of a victim and take power over a victim, let's assume that that's true. Let's assume that if she sits here today, however she might have been difficult in other areas, that in this area, she's telling the truth. How would you feel about that? What would your thoughts be? I would be devastated. I, I don't even know how I would feel. I'm very angry at the whole situation as it is. If this would have ended in 2009, when we're talking about a child, it would be easier for me to, I would be devastated. I probably wouldn't even, I would definitely wouldn't be here, but that's not all we're talking about. I understand. And then people are saying, I put my head in the sand from 2009 until 2015, and that's a, that's a lie. If anything, I was more curious about everything. I was more suspicious about everything. I understand that what you're saying is, but wait a minute. She started saying, if you're going to do this stuff to me, buddy, you're going to pay for it. You're going to pay for it. 50 bucks right. for this or 100 bucks for that. You say, that sounds like a whore to me is what you said. That sounds like a prostitute to me. How is that a victim? Do, do you understand that from 10 years old, if, if someone is defiled in that manner, if someone is violated in that manner, that they become objectified and dehumanized and they begin to measure their self-worth as a function of what they have to offer physically. Do you understand that that is in complete keeping with the exact mindset of someone that has been raped, molested, violated across time? Yeah, I know how a rape victim feels. But, but you're saying that that doesn't sound to me like a rape victim, it sounds to me like a whore. But if she just all of a sudden at, at, at 20 came over and said, by the way, dad, you want, how about let's start, we start having sex and I'm gonna charge you. He's actually the one that suggested That would money. be a different situation, but we're talking about someone that has been violated from the age of 10, we're hypothetically now, I'm, I'm saying if, I'm still in my hypothet here, if in fact this had happened, then you can understand how that might affect the value system and moral compass of a 10-year-old child yeah. going forward, right? Yes. That is something that I remember. You remember that, but you don't remember when I was 11 and I told you that dad raped me? I do not remember you telling me that. When she was 13, you took her to the doctor and had a gynecological exam done, and yes, you I asked did. him if she was intact. It was a female doctor, but yes, I did. Her, if, it, if she was intact. Mm -hmm. Why did you ask that? Because um, Amanda and another one of her friends had had boys in the house, and it was a concern because at the time, <clears throat> our youngest daughter was like two. Amanda was babysitting her. And that's how we even found out that there were boys in the house and they were in the bedroom and had locked my so youngest out. So you weren't out. doing that I'm to sorry, I'm sorry, that's actually a lie. I went to the doctor because I've had very, very severe periods yes. since I began them and that was why the exam took place. 
the boy situation that she's completely. Well, no, no, I didn't ask why the exam took place. I asked why the question was asked. That's why I asked the question. Not why you were there. Not why you went to the doctor. But you were. That's why you asked the question because you thought is she being promiscuous? Yes. You didn't ask it because you were curious if your husband had been having sex with her. No, that is not why. And what did the doctor say? That it was still that she, her virginity was still intact. So. We, we asked you for that medical record, and you said, I, I, I don't have it. I, they I won't give it to me. You said, but you told us you couldn't remember who they was. No, I know who the doctor is. I gave them the doctor's name and the doctor's office, but Amanda is an adult, and I did call to get the medical records, and they said, even though she's my daughter, she's an adult, and I can't access we, actually, we actually, the trial. We the, actually badgered you about that, actually. We even asked your yes. lawyers about it because I have my the, medical records. Because have our thinking was, it. wow, if, if that's true, that could be exculpatory evidence, at least call into question. Mm-hmm. You know, that might be, I mean, if, if my spouse was sitting in jail for 36 years mm-hmm. and I had something that would call into question, I think I'd have that yes, sewed on my Yes, and we gave that information to his first attorney, and not the attorneys he has now. The prosecuting attorney obtained my medical records. Well, then where's the... Where's the report? Where's the record? I've been asking you. I don't have the medical records. I cannot obtain them. Why, why can you not obtain them? Caleb. Is this, you, you represent her? Uh, we represent her. He Mr. represents Nance, Earl. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we're doing is uh, we're going through the process of obtain, obtaining those records. Um, it's not very easy to get those records. You can't just subpoena it and all of a sudden it shows up. There's HIPAA regulations that we need to jump through certain hoops. Um, once we were made aware that those records might exist, and they weren't brought forward in the original trial. Again, we didn't participate in the original trial. We worked on the sentencing and the appeal at this point. So we're going forward doing everything we can to get those records. And if we get those records, we think that should be enough for the appellate court to give us another shot at a trial and put that information in front of a jury. Yeah. It, it seems odd that if, if you had that kind of information available to you, that you, you wouldn't have have that I mean it's, it's that is been something a long that time. I remember and I did tell the first attorney about that you remember that but you don't remember when I was 11 and I told you that dad raped me I do not remember you telling me that it's very convenient well we did ask you about it numerous times we actually kind of badgered you about it because we we're trying about to what? get about the medical records. Yes. And you said you didn't remember who the doctor was. No, I have the text message on my phone that I gave to, I'm sorry, I can't remember her name. And I told them the doctor's name mm-hmm. and the doctor's office and what town it was in. Because mm-hmm. I didn't know if you guys could obtain them. In your text, you said it was a female doctor. Yes, I did. I'm trying to remember her name. She isn't there anymore. That's what I meant when I said you said you didn't remember her name. I asked the attorneys if they had them because I knew that the prosecuting attorney had them. But Earl's original attorney did not use those records in court. Okay. Well, we need to take a break. Next, Amanda says her grandmother is the one person in the family who does believe her. Dee Dee says she wants to know why, if her mother truly suspected something, she didn't do something about it. So we'll talk about that when we come back.
in pictures, I noticed that Amanda would be clinging on him, having her arm wrapped in his like a girlfriend would. Several times over the years, I've tried to talk to my daughter, but she just brushed me off and told me I was imagining things. I was shaking when the jury came back. The judge asked if they had a verdict, and they said yes, and they began reading all the counts, and I heard guilty. And I just stared at the ceiling, and I just thanked God for finally, finally making this happen. They didn't believe him, they believed me. That was the first time that that's ever happened. And it felt great. He couldn't manipulate the jury, and he could no longer manipulate me. Amanda claims her stepfather, Earl Nix, molested and raped her from the age of 10 to 25. It wasn't an affair, it wasn't sex, it was rape. She says she told her grandmother, Sharon, in 2009, who in turn called Dee Dee and told her. Sharon says Dee Dee has allowed Earl to control her every thought and has even turned Dee Dee against her own daughter. My daughter, Dee Dee, doesn't believe that anything happened to Amanda. She believes Amanda made the whole story up out of spite. When Amanda was about 10 or 11 years old, I got a phone call from Dee Dee, and she told me Amanda had just told her that Earl was messing around with her. I told her, Dee Dee, bring the kids over here, and we'll figure this out. She never came over. She called me back and said, Amanda made up the story. That never happened. Even if I had told her that, knowing my mom, there's no way she would have let that go. One time I was babysitting for Dee Dee and Earl, and as I walked in the front door, Earl came walking down the hallway from the kids' bedroom, straightening his pants, and I just thought that didn't look good. On another occasion, Earl lay down on the floor in front of the television on his back. Amanda laid down on top of his legs, and her face was directly in his lap, and I looked at my daughter, and she looked away. Even in pictures, I noticed that Amanda would be clinging on him, hanging on him, holding his hand, having her arm wrapped in his like a girlfriend would. Several times over the years, I've tried to talk to my daughter, but she just brushed me off and told me I was imagining things. My mom claims that I always knew and that I put my head in the sand. Well, if she always knew, why didn't she do anything about it? If I suspected that my granddaughter was being sexually abused, I don't care who I offended, I would call the authorities. Well, Sharon, thank you for, for being here. Um, who knew what and when did they know it? Well, I, I'm sitting here listening and I've sat through the trial and I don't know why, Dee Dee, that you don't remember calling me, but you called me right after Mandy told you that the very first time when you this were- This is at 11 years of age. Yes. And you said, I'll call you back, Mom. And I said, okay. And then when you did call me back is when you told me that you had been outside with D Mandy and Earl and that Mandy had said that it wasn't true. And I don't know why you can't remember that. I don't that. remember that. Well, it doesn't surprise me because your grandmother was just like that, too. Anything bad, they don't remember. Don't, don't, don't that bring my grandmother into Listen, this. I Do not bring you. my grandmother into She's this. She's my mother, and I can bring up anything I want She'd to be ashamed first of all. And you're my mother. And you're my mother. I am your mother. You are my mother. 
You do are my mother. Don't abandon we me. We are adults. Don't abandon do not me. not yell at me. Yeah, we are adults, aren't we? And it's exactly why you shouldn't call me a liar. You should have more respect for me, too, because you did call me. Well, I don't care if you remember or not, because I do remember, so, Dee. Like you said, a grandmother isn't going to let that go. So when you called me, my heart fell to the floor. Don't tell me what I heard and what I don't didn't hear. I'll yell at you anytime I want to, no, you because won't. you can yell at my granddaughter that's your daughter. Let's not deflect this situation here. We're here talking about your daughter. Caleb. Oh and I'm done. What do you want him to do? You're embarrassing yourself. Okay, let's just take a breath and we'll also take a break. Now, coming up, the recorded phone call Amanda says proves her 15 year long special relationship with her father, Earl Nix, was sexual. Her mother has never heard this call. We'll talk about that when we come back. So we can't do anything anymore and we just have to move forward. No more sex, no more nothing, no more. <laughs> oh, it's so awkward. It's so awkward. I was selfish and I regret that. Not recognizing my addiction. Your addiction to like Want to know what's coming up on Dr. Phil? Visit our website and subscribe to our email newsletter. You'll get weekly updates, life strategies, and exclusive video that you won't find anywhere else. Plus, on drphil.com, you can see sneak previews of upcoming shows. Log on today. All right, we're out of time for today, but there is so much more to get to. From the secret phone call between Amanda and Earl Nix to Sharon's confrontation with Amanda's mother, the tensions mount with his family. Here's a preview of tomorrow. Tomorrow on an all new Dr. Phil. I need you guys to believe me. I can't leave my dad behind. I watched my life fall apart for the past year. I watched mine fall apart for 15. You want a relationship with our family. You want us to forgive you for this. Forgive me. The shocking audio tapes. We can't do anything anymore. No more sex. How do you hear that and believe that your husband was not having relations with your daughter? I don't know. I have not heard it. What will a polygraph reveal? You were asked, has your stepfather had sex with you? And the answer was found to be... That's tomorrow. Is she telling the truth? Is her story a pathological lie like her family says? Well, we're going to talk about that and much, much more tomorrow. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time.